Hello and welcome to We Heard Wonders, the music podcast that thinks that Her Majesty is a pretty nice girl, but she doesn't have a lot to say. That's a lovely Beatles reference there on this most unusual of weeks. Yeah, it's been a strange one this week, hasn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. And we have a few listeners, I think, abroad, um, so they may be wondering, you know, what's going on in the UK at the moment? Obviously, uh, the Queen has uh, died at the age of 96. Um, and so, yeah, it's been a, a weird old week in, in the UK and and uh, I think next Monday everything's going to shut down for the whole day for the funeral. Um, so that'll be pretty weird, I think. Yeah, and it feels like just everything's going to shut down a little bit until then as well. A wee um, bit, yeah. yeah. And not it's our, been a strange... Go on. Not our work, unfortunately. We're still working. but uh, Not our work, but yeah. And it's been a strange one for us in podcast land as well. Uh, we were all set to do something else tonight, um, you know, a, a special themed show uh, with a special guest, and it just hasn't worked out. So we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants here, ah. but we really wanted to get a, a podcast out for you guys this week. I do fly by the seat of my pants quite often in life, and that's I, I where I'm comfortable. You you said that about me earlier on, and I was like, yes, yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> I, I said, you're in your element here, Ian. This is what you're for. <laughs> This is not your element. I don't think this is not your favourite way of doing things. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm very hopeful. We'll not mention what the guest is and what the concept is and all that stuff because I'm really hopeful that we do like get that organised and do that some other time. Um, so we'll keep that one up up little sleeves. Um, yep. But we thought, you know, we're here. We've got the time. You know, let's let's see if we can just uh, put together some kind of uh, show for you this week. So what we normally do as you know, is a new music podcast and Andrew selects the tracks at the weekend usually, sort of Friday, Saturday, is that right, Andrew? Yeah. That is, yeah. And then we've got like a few days to listen to the tracks and research yep. and uh, be a bit professional about things. But yeah, um, but, yeah but we didn't have that, that, that uh, luxury this week. So yeah, so yeah about, just... about half an hour ago, I cobbled together this playlist. <laughs> yeah. I, I also uh, should say that it is... Um, Tuesday the 13th of September 2022 it's 9 minutes past 10pm and this podcast will be live to listen to at 6am <laughs> tomorrow morning which is like 8 hours from now so if you think well I wonder how long it takes to make a podcast uh, not very long in this case <laughs> not very long um, yeah. but yeah so we're, we're actually going to be listening to this mostly live I think, which is not what we normally do. So I haven't heard any of these tracks at all. Um, so we're going to listen to them together and live. Uh, you might have had one or two listens ahead of me. Is that right? I have, yeah. yeah. These these were ones that I'd kind of put aside as, as ones that I thought were quite interesting. So I have heard them before, not as not as many times as I would have liked. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you, may, you may find that the, the research and the background side of things is a little bit scant this week. So I apologize for that. But yeah, I think these will be interesting ones to talk about anyway. Well, we could just we could just make all the research up. I mean, a hundred percent of facts are wrong uh, if you make them okay. up. So we could just go with that. Yeah, alternative facts. Yeah, uh, fake news, as they say. Um, cool. So we we do have some we do have some uh, tracks. I was going to say cool tracks or interesting tracks, but I've actually no idea. <laughs> they could all be mints. I've no idea. Um, so I see we've got we've got a couple of artists that I, I recognise the names of. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, so just before we get to that, why don't we do our, our, our good stuff? Why don't we introduce ourselves? Yep. My name's Andrew. I buy records and write about them on Instagram at kidagh86. And I'm Ian. I'm in Glasgow band um, The Deadline Shakes. And you can find us on all the social media places um, at Deadline Shakes. But I particularly encourage you at this point in time um, to look for our Instagram, where we're at Deadline Shakes. Or search us on Facebook at The Deadline Shakes and look us up on Bandcamp on our artist page as well, please, as we prepare for imminent new music. It's it's just weeks away at this point. I'm still not quite ready to, to release dates and stuff like that, but I will say that we're taking a big meeting at lunchtime this week to organise Binnis. So Binnis going to get done this week. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah. I, so I'm, I'm are you getting like are you getting like wind and dine some by somebody or no? I, I actually, funnily enough, um, it's during the day this call. I won't say who it's with, but it's it's with some someone related to releasing the record. Um, it's sort of organisational, and um, 
the other guys are like they, they're a bit more flexible with their time during the day um, so they can sort of take their lunch break or whatever when they want so we've just organised a Zoom call during the middle of the day but obviously um, with my particular job I'm pretty much dictated when I can take a break and when I can't um, mm. So, and we also don't have Wi-Fi in my place of work either so I'm going to be taking the Zoom call um, in my car on my phone outside so wind and dined uh no i'll be having mm. i'll be having a, a, a sub roll in the car uh, <laughs> chatting away so um oh the yeah. glamour oh the glamour i'll tell you what we're doing it's pretty glamorous though um we were out on friday night me and the, the lads from the band um doing our first photo shoot and i do not even know when I actually don't know. Maybe since maybe five years since last time we did a photo shoot, um, and it was in quite a quite a cool location um, in Paisley, um, and it was like a sort of late night uh, thing, and we had like all the lights set up and all the cameras and photographers, and just literally took hundreds and hundreds of pictures. And then from that, a couple will be used to uh, kind of promote uh, the new record and, and singles and stuff. So that was quite fun. It's quite fun. Right? Yeah. Exciting it just it does remind you though as a 37 year old man uh like i looked so much better when i was younger that's just what you're mainly <laughs> reminded of just look at myself i'm like oh disgusting but what can you do what can you do oh man it's exciting stuff it's good uh, it's good fun uh anyway let's let's uh press on so we're going to listen to why don't you tell us who we're going to listen to yep so we've got new music from charlie clark Wise Blood, Alex G, and Jockstrap. Mm. Jockstrap, you see? <laughs> <As you say. laughs> How do you, you feel have... about that as a name? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I do like a. I do like an. I mean, I don't even know what genre that is, but I do like an artist name that is a bit kind of like uh, quirky and playful and 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 stuff like that. So. Um... You know, if it's just if it's just the artist, then cool. It just doesn't kind of does suit them, and we'll maybe get into that. But yeah. it just doesn't feel like something that's going to be like top in the charts. You know what I mean? I can't <laughs> see like someone saying, "Oh, I'm rushing down to buy the new Jockstrap record." Yeah, ladies um, and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, <laughs> Jockstrap. <laughs> um. Anyway, right. So here we go. Nervously uh, stepping into the breach. I'm going to play the first track, which we're both going to listen to at the same time. I hope. Technology uh, helping us out here. And uh, the track is called I Don't Mind If You're Right um, by Charlie Clark. So I'm just going to say, Andrew, I'm not going to edit this out. We better mute our mics while we put this track on. I don't mind it. Here we go.
Okay, lovely stuff. So that's uh, Charlie Clark with I Don't Mind If You're Right. Um, mm-hmm. Andrew, that's really good. Good, yeah. I thought you would like that one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I do actually know a little bit about Charlie Clark. So Charlie Clark was uh, a founding member of a Glasgow indie outfit called Astrid. Yes, I know Astrid. Um, and he was also part of the Reindeer section as well. Um, it was a kind of Scottish supergroup. I think it was like Gary Lightbody and yeah. a few other people that were involved in that as well. So yeah, so he's been involved in a lot of different kind of Scottish um, projects. Um, like he's a bit of a kind of go-to guy in terms of a guitarist as well. Like if ever they look at any of a band needing like a extra guitar on stage, they'll maybe call him. I think he's maybe played with like Mogwai and Arab Strap and people like that in the past. Um, and he's been doing some solo stuff as well. Yeah. Um, and this was a track that he dropped just a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, I thought it was a, a really quite a quite really strong track actually. Well, really well constructed track. Yeah, it, a lot of the, it, like it almost instantly told me a lot of things about it. That track within the first yeah. like 10, 15 seconds, and a lot of that info was consistent through the whole track. So the <laughs> production was similar. The dynamics were similar. There was no like quiet loud dynamics there at all. Um, and obviously the the sort of guitar refrain, the sort of was quite consistent all the way through. Yeah. Um, but I actually really liked that. Do you know it really reminded me of um the type of music that I liked in the mid nineties. It really reminded me of like Oasis and Ride and Shed Seven and that kind of stuff. Um, yes, and definitely, yeah, and I think that. But it was a, a maybe slightly more up tempo than that. Um, mm-hmm. it wasn't- yeah, I, th- I think it's it's, it's, a, it's a sugar rush, in as much as it reminds me of Bob Mould's nineties power pop outfit, Sugar, mm-hmm. uh, from the early nineties. Um, reminds me a lot of them, uh, a lot about teenage fan club in there as well. Yes, uh, there's something about having so many guitar solos in the one track that's a bit of a throwback. I think. Yeah, you don't really get that as much these days, but. But he's clearly a really good guitarist, and he's just wanting to show that off in this track. And I think, yeah, I think it, it's it's energizing and it's fun. Yeah, I really liked it, and I like the Glasgow link as well. So, um, yeah. two thumbs to to Charlie Clark there, um, and uh, and I wonder if they'll be, I wonder if they'll be round these parts anytime soon, playing some gigs or whatever. I'm not asking you to know that off the top of your head, <laughs> unless you do. But otherwise, it's the type of thing that. If I'd had a few more days, I would know. But you would definitely know, yeah. Well, I'll I'll absolutely forgive you for not knowing that off the top of your head. Um, cool. So, yeah, winner for me. Good start. Um, hopefully the audio worked as well. Otherwise, <laughs> that'll just be four <laughs> minutes of silence there. Um, but, uh, yeah, quite long, that, actually. Weirdly. Just under five minutes, just when I think about it. I mean, I don't know. Like, on, yeah. on my single listen there, I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's perfect. But maybe... Maybe it's a bit on that. Maybe it could have been trimmed a little. As I say, there's about four guitar solos in there. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's got a momentum to it. Yeah, I liked it. Do you know, just before we move on, a little bit of Neil, Neil Young, crazy crazy horse vibes from that, a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah, I can see that. A little bit. Um, just when you said multiple guitar solos, that's what we think of. Um, sweet. Okay, so Wise Blood is next. I remember the first time I tried to pronounce Wise Blood on this very podcast many, many moons ago and I said, what did I say? Wise Blood or Wheeze Blood or something? And you were like, shut up you tart it's Wise Blood. And I said, okay. And look at you now. <laughs> and now I'm a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, Wise Blood. So uh, this track is called It's Not Just Me It's Everybody. Ready, man? Mm-hmm. Go for it. Wondering if anyone knows 
stuff lovely stuff another long track six minutes 16 it is yeah but i think it's worth it uh, i would i would agree with you i would agree with you so yeah. wise bloods um you got a yeah. little biography stuff or uh yeah i could give a little bit um so i mean it's it's three years since the last record uh which which i absolutely adored i think it was my Second uh, favorite record of that year in my rundown. Mm. Absolutely loved uh, the last record, Titanic Rising, and yeah, it's quite mad to think that it's been three years uh, since then. So, Wise Blood is an LA-based uh, singer-songwriter called Natalie Meering, and yeah, it's her that kind of conjures up these wonderful, lush, luxurious uh, soundscapes. Um, and she's kind of pulling from a lot of those kind of 70s singer-songwriters. I'm thinking of people like Carol King and uh, there's a little bit of Car- Car- Karen Carpenter in there, a little bit of uh, Judy Seal. Yeah. Uh, but also uh, some more kind of modern guys like uh, Father John Misty as well. Uh, she's toured with him before. And uh, Jonathan Rado uh, produced uh, that record and he's producing again here. A uh, guy from Foxygen, who a lot of people go to these days to get that kind of classic 70s sound. And uh, yeah, I just think she's kind of pulled it off again, what she did here with uh, Titanic Rising. It's just, uh, you know, wonderful sense of drama in the track and just everything in terms of the production and the presentation and the performance is just uh, really, really first class, I think. Yeah, I would agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, my first experience of seeing uh, Wise Blood um, was just picking her out of a gig listing at random in 2016. Um, I was just looking for an excuse, basically, to go <laughs> to go to a gig. And uh, she was playing Hug and Pint. And I googled it there. It was in November of 2016. Um, oh. I'm, I'm scared to ask, were you there? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. Ah. That wouldn't have surprised me if you said, "Yeah, we were in, we were in the same room <laughs> together before we met." Um, but uh, yeah, no, that was that was uh, an amazing, an amazing gig in a tiny, tiny venue. I mean, obviously, Hogan Pint is small. Um, yeah, that's really cool. She was actually uh, she ate her dinner at the table next to me as well. Um, had very underwhelming vegan food. That's what I had that night. I still remember <laughs> it. Um, but I think everyone in the crowd that night, whether they were whether they knew her before and they were going to see her specifically or like me they were just kind of showing up on spec you couldn't help but just fall in love with her it was just such a magnetic performance personality you know sultriness um you know it's just it was fantastic i think this record is a bit different from the one that she was um that she had out at the time um whose name i did have scribbled down there and i've now lost so i'm not going to look for it um, was that the front row seat to Earth? Was that that one? Yes, that's right. Yeah, um, which I which I came to really enjoy, and I really liked that record in in late twenty sixteen, early twenty seventeen. Um, I really liked Titanic Rising as well. I thought it was really clever. Um, and uh, yeah, so actually, when we were kind of scrambling before we did this about what we might listen to, I, t- I sent you a text like, "Well, we put this one on it," and you already had it down, so that was great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love it. This is lush. It's big, expansive. It's just a track that really takes its time, you know. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't sprint through anything. Um, I think it does do nice things with dynamics. Um, you know, it has a good a good sense of loud and quiet, and there's some great harp on there as well, um, which really just adds to the kind of baroque drama of the whole, the whole thing. Absolutely, um, yeah. Um, I know uh, Mary Lattimore is on the record, so I assume that's her on the harp. Uh, yeah. She's a fantastic musician. Uh, Meg Duffy. Uh, Hand Habits is on it as well, okay. uh, playing guitar. So, yeah, lots of brilliant people there. Um, and, yeah, just feels like she's continuing down the path that she was on and just getting more and more sophisticated with it as well, I think. Yeah, she's um, um, collaborated yeah. with The Killers um, fairly recently and Lana Del Rey. 
So I feel like she is kind yeah. of just strutting the edge of of being very big, really. Yes, yeah, I think she's somebody who a lot of musicians kind of admire and yeah. they, they just want to be around. Um, but yeah, I think she'll always just be a little bit off to the side. I can't imagine her, you know, infiltrating the mainstream fully, but uh, a really, really interesting musician. It depends, and... I think, in a way, like, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but I, right. I, I could see her doing that, but I think it would require, um, you know, maybe using the same like producers and production methods and stylizing herself maybe in the same way that Lana Del Rey has. Um, not necessarily going for the same exact style or sound, but just trying to sort of nail something which is just cool and hip enough to be in the mainstream, but is also quite a bit alternative still. I could see it happening. I could see it happening. Um, but, you know, Maybe not. I think she's not really reaching for the mainstream with this one. I think this is this is for the this is for the music folk. This one, I think so. Yeah. Um. So the album's called "And in the Darkness, Hearts Aglow," and apparently it's inspired by you know just all the kind of craziness and the, the dark and miserable things that are happening. She's she's searching for that kind of that that glow. She's searching for that that light. Um. So that's that's what's inspired the record. So. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to to hearing it in full. But yeah, she she is a kind of singular artist, like like a kind of Kate Bush or the Julia Halter, who's who's a musician that I really like, that do these kind of album length statements. But you're right, I think I think she's she is capable of doing something that that could reach more people, and she certainly deserves to as well. I agree wholeheartedly. Kate Bush is a great comparison. I agree with that. Um, right, so. That takes us on to our third new track of the week, which is by Alex G and is called um, Miracles. And uh, I think we'll just listen to that one just now, if that's all right with you, Andrew. Go for it. i 
Okay, so that is uh, Alex G with uh, Miracles. And it's it's hard to tell from the outside, Andrew, because obviously that was me just coming to that totally blind. Um, mm-hmm. The record sleeve, I've you know got to look at that to try and pick something out. Is is obtuse to say the least. It's a sort of watercolor painting of um, a sky with a branch on it, and there's some sort of green bird. Looks like a green crow. Don't really know what's going on with that. And then the artist's name sounds a little bit like Gina G, and the title of the track makes me think of Talkers <laughs> Medical. And then that the track itself is something entirely different and uh, completely. So, um, so yeah, I, I really like that. I really like that. It was quite immediate, despite the fact it was also kind of uh, rootsy and folksy. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's interesting you say that about the the cover art. He certainly in my head, he's notorious for having terrible cover art. Um, there was yeah. it's kind of it's kind of um, it's kind of big breakout record it was called DSU, and it was had an awful cover. And yeah, I think pretty much every cover since then has just been bad. Like they just I don't, I don't know what's going on with it. But um, yeah, he's he's a little bit of an enigmatic figure, um, and he's only twenty nine, but he's been. He's he's already in the double figures in terms of the albums that he's clocked up. Yeah. So he's he's a very prolific guy. Um, he's one of the the guys that I kind of think of when I think of uh, artists that got big on Bandcamp. So probably him and Car Seat Headrest are the, are the two that kind of come to mind in terms of people that just just very prolific and just got all their stuff up on online and started to get a following because of that. Mm. Um. And he's somebody who made a real kind of virtue of being a kind of bedroom pop artist at the start. So they were kind of very lo-fi recordings and that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, DSU was the, the big breakout one. And all, off the back of that, he got signed to Domino Records. Mm-hmm. And since then, he's been kind of releasing this kind of series of records that have dealt in that kind of indie indie thing, I think. People like Elliot Smith are often referenced and Beck and that kind of thing. So it's a kind of indie sound, but he's also kind of plays with uh, textures and production and that kind of thing. Um, very, very patchy as far as I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, he is capable of producing these kind of miracles, if you like. Yeah. And uh, this is this is the yeah. I totally agree with you. I kind of immediately really liked this track when I heard it. Yeah. And it is very kind of straight and well produced uh, for him um, and I think that's to its advantage um, <laughs> uh, 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 some uh, review man <laughs> uh, yeah I just I think it's good um, yeah no I agree uh, wholeheartedly you're yeah. basically saying the production's normally not as good <laughs> well, no I think yeah it's just to my taste but um, but yeah I, I like the, the kind of the, the band esque nature of it uh, that mm. fiddle yeah uh, all the way through is, is lovely um, and he has just recently got engaged. So he got engaged to somebody called Molly Gurner, Germer, uh, who is a violin player. So I'm assuming that's her and fiddle. I might be wrong. But uh, yeah, she's an experimental violinist. Um, and she's like played with like people like Japanese Breakfast and a few other artists. So I, yeah. I'm assuming that's her on the track. And the song is a kind of sin- sincere, heartfelt thing about their love, as far as I can tell. Um, which is really lovely, and he is a kind of uh, devout Christian as well. He kind of talks about that. So when he's talking about miracles and crosses, you know, it's that kind of he's talking about his faith. Oh, really? I guess, as far as I can tell. Cool. I um, didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Um, I mean, I heard the line "miracles and crosses," but I didn't immediately think. Well, weirdly enough, I didn't immediately think religion because the the little bit of research I was doing whilst I was listening to the track there, 
um, uh, saying he was a drug addict in the past, so maybe is it a religion come more recently for him? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know okay. that detail. Apologies. That's okay. Uh, and there's that there's that lyric. Uh, how many more songs am I supposed to write before I can mm. turn it off and say goodnight? Yeah. So I, I don't know if he's maybe planning to take a little bit of a hiatus with um, with uh, the you know the the imminent birth coming along of the of yeah. the child uh, that they're going to have together. But um, yeah, I just I just think it's a really lovely song. Yeah, I agree, and I like the um, I like the fiddle. Um, particularly in in the band reference, I think you you cracked that one there. But I like the country, the little tinge of country that the fiddle brings with it, um, as it kind of careens downwards through a little scale or or wherever it goes, do 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 it like that. It's 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 really nice. It's really really nice, and um, I like the frankness of the lyrics as well. Um, there was no real artifice mm-hmm. to it. It was just kind of, um. Yeah straightforward and in fact now i was kind of thinking about you know what what could these miracles and crosses be but now now it just seems like it's just straightforward iconography and that that makes a lot of sense so um so yeah i i, I think it's good i think it's good i wish i was i wish i'd listened to this one and all of them like a bunch more times so i could say some more like profound stuff but um yeah i liked it i liked it yeah, good, and I think I think you're right about the like the lack of artifice. I think that's something that that I've kind of struggled with a little bit in the past with him. It's, it feels like a lot of these kind of yeah production choices are, you know, trying to um, kind of hide things, um, rather, yeah, rather than just being completely out there and honest. Mm. So yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you're spot on with that. I think he is deliberately uh, choosing to be a little bit more open here, and it works. Yeah. Oh well, good on him. And now we settle into our jock strap. Um get ready <laughs> for the greatest hits. Uh this track is called Greatest Hits. That's not a mistake. I'm not reading this wrong. This is what this track is called. It is. Yeah, okay. Well, greatest hits, here we go.
I think that's a fade out there. Fading out now. Off it goes. Ah! And then some random other music at the end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was inevitable. It was inevitable. By the way, do you see that that track that just played there, the first like two seconds of it? Did you recognise what it was? Uh, no. I'll give you again. No, it was so typically now by US girls. Oh, right. Okay. That we reviewed yeah, yeah. That's some, right. some time ago. Um, I can't believe you didn't get that. Anyway, sorry. Uh, right. So back to um, back to Jockstrap. Uh, you're right. You were right. Whenever we said it back at the start of the episode, um, this is a weird, quirky name. Will it fit the artist? You were right. You were right. It does. Yeah. It does. As does calling a track greatest hits. Um, which is also a bit of a confusing one. Uh, I, I think I'm gonna need a minute uh, to, yeah. to compose my thoughts on that one. That is a strange one. Feels very hip. And uh, are they from London? They are from London. Yeah, feels so uh, London as well. Yeah, and they are very hip. They're very kind of hip with the uh, the quietest crowd. You know that website uh, that they do a lot of kind of experimental. Music uh, yeah. cover a lot of experiment music and stuff, and yeah, I think they are quite embedded in that kind of London scene. So, um, yeah, so they they are a duo. So it's Georgia Ellery and Taylor Sky, uh, and Georgia is a vocalist, violinist, and songwriter. She's also a member of Black Country New Road, who are, you know, a very hip London band, um, and the electronic producer Taylor Sky, and they met at the Guildhall School of Music and Drama in London. So they are, I think they are classically trained uh, musicians. Um, and it's just a really kind of interesting mix. I mean, they're so hard to kind of pin down uh, in terms of what they do, but it is that kind of mix of high and low brow culture. Yeah. So so you've got, you know, studied at the School of Music and Drama, but they're called Jockstrap. Um, yeah. In the track, they mention Madonna, but they also mention the Madonna, as in the, you know, the the, the painting. Yeah, uh, there's references to Marie Antoinette as well, uh, and and yeah, as I say, having that name Jockstrap, but also the kind of musical sophistication that is going on here, uh, with with those lush strings and that kind of thing. So it's it's a it's a real kind of strange mix, but um, but yeah, they are a group that are getting quite a bit of buzz at the moment. Um, and I think people are just quite excited by the fact that they can't quite pin it down. They, mm. they had a few, they've had a few kind of teaser tracks in the run up to this album, and they've all been completely different. There's been some that have been kind of more kind of like rave, rave up type tracks, or so really kind of yeah, some kind of harsh electronica in there. And then there's other ones that have been these kind of like shuffling indie numbers. So it's just been a real kind of mix of stuff. Um, but it does tend to have that kind of that undercurrent of sophistication to it, whether it be these kind of strings that are going on in the background or just something about the construction of the tracks. There, there, there is something clever going on here. But yeah. it's, 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 it does take a bit of a minute, I think. It's it's like, um, I definitely get the highbrow, lowbrow thing because it's sort of the beginning of the track starts like a sort of really cheesy, like Casio keyboard drum yeah. rhythm. And then there's like what are essentially sort of like um, sound effects, like on the track as well. Like sort of, I can't really describe it any other way, but sort of like you know um, things you might use to transition between slides on a PowerPoint. And then also <laughs> there's like, but then the song actually breaks out with a pretty like hummable and yeah. memorable chorus as well. The um, the I believe in dreams, uh, you know. Uh, bit where the, where the chorus breaks out um, and then I, I I sort of found myself my toes a little bit curling with the sort of Feather Boa, Marie Antoinette, You Wanna Know Her um, mm-hmm. but I just thought it was a bit naff but I, I, I think they were kind of probably they, deliberate, they deliberate. Know what they're doing, yeah. yeah, yeah so I, I, I couldn't put my finger on that one at all um, but I think there is there is a there is a there is a song in there. It's not all just high concept. There is there is a track in there. Um, I think I don't know if I said postmodern out loud, but I was kind of thinking postmodern, but it's not really. 
there is there is still a, a definable pop song in amongst all of that. Um, and uh, it is rooted, I think, in a very 80s uh, sound. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think in a way it's called Greatest Hits because there's so many, there's like four or five <laughs> ideas there. Um all kind of wrapped up and uh, wrapped up with each other. Wow, Andrew! I never. Well, I didn't expect that. Uh, I never expected that. I thought Jockstrap were going to be like a sort of hair metal band or something. Like <laughs> but no. Yeah, no, they're, they're an interesting group. Uh, definitely, they, they remind me a little bit of Saint Etienne in the way that they're kind of taking bits from the past and yeah, yeah, assembling them a kind of as you say, a kind of postmodern way. Uh, there's a group called Pepe Deluxe who are part of that kind of big beat era, but mm-hmm. but did a kind of similar thing as well. And uh, yeah, those spoken word segments not only do they reference Madonna, but they kind of make me think of like yeah. something like Vogue or Erotica, you know, those kind of segments that that she would kind of break down into. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a total mix of stuff, but yeah, yeah, I think it I think they're definitely a group worth kind of spending a bit of time with. Hmm. Well, I agree with that. Um, and right, the album's so, just come out, so oh, it's uh, called I Love You, Jennifer B. <laughs> uh, of course it is. is. Yeah, a bit of a kind of enigmatic title as well. Yeah. Oh, well, good on them. I mean, the world would be a very boring place if it weren't for records like that, I think. Um, you know, like, as much as I like the Wise Blood record, I really did like it, and I think it's graceful and, and stately and all that sort of stuff. Um you know, and I don't mean this as a criticism, I kind of knew her new record would sound a bit like that. Yeah. I sort of knew she'd be in that sort of area, uh, which I like. Um, whereas I did not know what that was going to be. And then when I was listening to it, I think I had even even less of an idea. So, um, yeah, life would be dull without, without music like that, for sure. And definitely, let's put that on the list of stuff I'd never have listened to were it not for doing this podcast with you, Andrew. So, um so yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Good. Uh, cool. So that brings us round to our vinyl word. Now, if you have managed to put together a vinyl word here, Andrew, I'll be very impressed. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to ask because um, uh, sometimes you don't you don't do this. You kind of unfurl it carefully like a magic trick. But what I'm going to ask is. <laughs> if you could just very clearly when it starts say the name of the artist and the track so I can look it up for you um, <laughs> so that when you finish talking I can hit play um, but uh, yeah so guys Andrew's going to finish us off with a, a final word um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to say that if you've made it through uh, Amateur Hour I mean uh, this week's podcast <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed it I've enjoyed doing it it's been a different a different approach for us this week obviously um, needs must but if you do enjoy the podcast we please encourage you to go back and listen to our quite large archive of of, uh, of podcasts now. We're way over 60 hours of content. I've not actually checked the length, but it's way over 60 hours. I know that. Um, so there's loads of stuff to go back and listen to, loads of great tracks, loads of different podcast ideas and stuff. So the best way to support actually primarily is please go and listen to the podcast. Um, tell your friends as well on, on social media. Let them know it's there. Um and comment on our social media posts and messages and give us ideas. We love all that stuff. Um, if you feel that you can contribute uh, financially to the podcast, then do you know what, Andrew? What? They can. <gasps> they actually can. <laughs> they can just go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash we hit wonders. Oh, choke there on my coffee. Slash we heard wonders. And uh, <laughs> they can drop us a couple of coffees. And uh, we were just chatting earlier on about, you know, the the business behind uh, doing a podcast and, and the fees and all that sort of stuff. So if you feel like you can drop us a couple of shekels to help us out with that, then by all means, uh, please do. Definitely, yeah, absolutely. Be rude not to. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's 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 really lovely seeing uh, the numbers and seeing people uh, obviously listening to the new episodes, but then also going back and checking out some of the back catalogue as well. So yeah, just yeah. Keep, go- keep it going. It's not cricket to talk about your numbers on air because that's not cool but um, it's fair to say that we have noticed an increase of numbers recently a lot new listeners presumably or yeah new listeners must be new listeners so um, hello to you guys welcome and stick around definitely definitely 
Um, and uh, be prepared for something a little bit more professional next week. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll, I'll finish off with our final word and I'll tell you up front what it's going to be, Ian, to give you That's, a little bit of time to <laughs> get, this, get the track set up. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, the link isn't the most uh, sophisticated this week, so I hope you'll forgive me, but I'm going from the Charlie Clark track, I Don't Mind If You're Right, to Say You Don't Mind, uh, a track from Colin, Colin Blundstone's record One Year, uh, which is a, a record that I really love uh, from 1971. And it's just recently received uh, a really beautiful uh, expanded uh, vinyl edition. Uh, to celebrate its, well, it's supposed to be its 50 year anniversary, but it's 51, I guess, now that, it, that it's finally come out. I think there was a little bit of delay with the manufacture of it, but it's out and um, it's got the album, but it's also got an extra disc of some acoustic stuff uh, related to the record as well. And it's just a gorgeous um, baroque pop orchestral uh, record. Uh, so Colin Bloodstone was the, the singer in The Zombies. And uh, this was his solo record that he did, um, as I say, in 1971. And yeah, it's just beautiful. I, in some ways, it is kind of similar to something like Wise Blood is doing now. It's just um, these really well-constructed songs that are just elevated to another level by these wonderful strings. And um, this is the closing track on the record, Say You Don't Mind. Lovely stuff, Andrew. Well, we're going to listen to that right now. You said it's uh, 51 years. Is it 50 years plus one year? Is that right? That's, that's right, yeah. Records. yeah. So it was supposed, I think it was supposed to come out last year, but it's just been held up. But um, yeah, the, the, the anniversary edition is now out, lovely and I'd stuff. recommend it. Okay, well, let's uh, say goodbye to our lovely listeners, and we shall catch you guys down the road. See you next week. That I've been in your eyes Some kind of fool What I do, what I did Stupid fish, I drank the pool I've been doing some dying Now I'm doing some trying So say don't mind, don't mind And let me off this time I came into this scene when my dreams were getting bad And who rides with the tide and who's glad with what it had I've been doing some whining Now I'm doing some finding So say don't mind, don't mind you let me off this time I'm something inside Say you don't mind Some better line 